Our reading today comes from the Gospel of John. On that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. I invite you to be seated. Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read, as word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. So did anybody uh, look at the sermon title for today and it just make you wonder? Cock your head a little bit and say, what in the world? If so, then it did its job. Hopefully my titles will make you think, I wonder what he's going to say. That's, that's my hook. So it got you, got you wondering. Two resurrections for the price of one. I don't know about y'all, but I like a get two for one deal. Don't you? Does anybody just look for those kinds of deals and get them where you can get them? Well, we get that today. And I'm not going to beat around the bush by trying to build up uh, the secret to the answer to our question till later. I'm going to tell you up front so you're not sitting there thinking, what is he talking about? We get two resurrections for the price of one that we learn about today. The first resurrection is the obvious. It's the reason that we are sitting here today. It is the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, from the dead. That's the first. But now what is the other? The other resurrection that we learn about today that we see from this scripture and we see from moving from this point of Jesus appearing to his disciples and continuing, we see the resurrection of the disciples' faith. We see the resurrection of the disciples' faith. So when we read today, we find the disciples locked away. Okay, this is the Sunday morning. This takes place on, on Easter Sunday morning, the first day of the week. They are scared. They are confused. They are depressed. They are overwhelmed. They feel unworthy, like they are frauds, like they, they are hypocrites, like they're traitors. They had just finished witnessing their leader, their, their teacher, their king, their friend be tortured tried and crucified and they watched him die they watched in horror and anguish as he he took his last breath on the cross and he made a lasting proclamation it is finished it is finished those three words for them in that moment was the end For the disciples, it was all over. The conclusion of this epic three-year journey that they had been on, this was the end of the line and the way of things as they knew it. 
What else was there to do? Where else was there to go? Before uh, they were seen as celebrities. Because they had been with this miracle man named Jesus who, who healed the sick and brought the lame onto their feet. But now they're back to being nobodies. Fishermen and tax collectors. Nobodies who now have to fear for their own lives because of the Jesus that they associated with. The aftermath of Jesus' trial and crucifixion had not only left Jesus dead on that cross, but it had left the faith of the disciples dead as well. Not their faith in Jesus Christ, but their faith in themselves. Their faith in being able to serve the cause that they had committed their lives to over the past three years. Are you with me this morning? But when God, it always gets good, doesn't it? There's always got to be a good. But when God resurrected Christ, and sent him back. He sent him to save these perceived failed followers. These who had thought that, that they could change and put away their old mistakes and, and all the sins of their past, but who had found the bitter truth that for all of their professions of faith, for all of the miracles that they witnessed, for all the miracles that they even, uh, that they even participated in themselves, they came to realize that they were not really changed people after all, but the same old self-centered self-centered sinners that they had been before Jesus had ever walked into their lives. What Christ did when he came back from the grave and appeared to them in that upper room locked away that day was to change this bitter truth. He took away the disciples' failure, at least their perceived failure. He blotted out their mistakes. He transformed in a moment their grief into joy. He literally picked some of them up from the ground of wallow and self-pity and put them back on the path to new life. He took their thoughts of, off of their own troubles and he gave them peace of mind simply with the words, peace be with you. Where there had been that self-doubt just moments earlier, he put a new sense of security. Where there had been fear, Christ put love. Where there had been death, the scripture says Jesus breathed the new life of the Holy Spirit into the dead faith 
of those disciples. Does this sound like an all too familiar story to some of us who may have or are treading down the same path that the disciples trod? Because what happened to those original disciples that day happens to each one of us. At some point in our lives, we first decide to become followers of Jesus. We decide to give up our own selfish and our miserable lives. We decide to become changed men. We decide to become changed women. But inevitably, we find ourselves not always able to follow through on this change on this commitment that we have made. How many times and how often, and I'm guilty of this, I'm guilty of this day in and day out, so I'm with you on this. How many times we find our old habits, our old tendencies, our old ways of thinking reappearing in our lives? Easter shows us that our past is never the end of our story. Someone say amen. amen. God isn't now and will never be done with us. A God doesn't just shrug us off. God sends Christ back into our lives to raise us up where we have fallen. God God didn't just resurrect Jesus. God resurrects us as well. So take the examples of the disciples. Even in the midst of all their wallowing and, and feelings of being dead themselves, Christ came to them, and the scripture says he breathed God's Holy Spirit into them and gave them new life. That's the second time I've referred to that, isn't it? You know why? Because it's that important. Because it's that important. By loving them and by loving us when we have failed and fallen and become fearful, Christ helped them, Christ helps us take our focus from our own failures, from our own uh, perceived downfalls, and instead fills them with the peace of being forgiven. The same thing happens to each one of us that happened to the disciples this is no theory <laughs> this is actual experience people can and do change can I get a witness people even after they have failed to change once in their lives we people still change do we not And people can have a spirit that is holy even after we have sunk down 
into our old lives and our old way of doing things. We can still change. Well, preacher, how does that happen? I'm glad you asked. It happens. It happens. Someone offers us forgiveness. It happens when someone loves us even when we feel unworthy to be loved. It happens when the people of God love one another as Christ has loved them. It happens when we show forgiveness to someone else. It happens when we tell others about Christ's love for them even when they don't feel like they deserve to be loved. It happens when we actually do the loving of the people that we say we are being called to love even though we know they don't deserve it. Hello? The reappearance of Christ at Easter is not something that just happened a long time ago. Easter, it's a continuing story. We don't just open the tomb once and then reclose it for the rest of the year to prepare for next year, do we? Easter is a continuing story. It fills them with joy. God does not now and nor will God ever leave us alone in this world without Christ. But reappears again and again and again and breathes. And breathe again. And guess what? Dare breathes again. The breath of life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Our God never leaves us, never forsakes us. And just like the disciples, whenever we feel like our faith has taken a break. When we feel like our, our faith has left us, when, when things happen, we feel like we cannot possibly be loved by God in room out of sheer terror because they did not have enough faith in themselves that our faith in the risen Jesus was enough then, it's enough now, and it's enough faith to get us through anything this world tries or even dares to throw at us. We need our faith to be resurrected today. These are questions we are all going to have to answer for ourselves. But know this. Christ is still with us, will never leave us nor forsake us, and is with us because of the breath of the power of the Holy Spirit. Breathe on me, breath of God. Gospel message, glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.